0: Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud, because we are controlling transmission. Dawn Marie. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl.
1: With your host, Dawn Marie.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Little Drummer Girl. Tonight, we have a very special guest. We have Curtis Parsons, known as Kanga Curdy in the house. Or should I say, Inikasa. Tanga Curdy has played percussion and drums since the sixth grade, and he recorded his first album with Ja Roots from Jamaica in 1998. And he toured the West Coast and decided that the tour life wasn't for him at the time, so he went off and traveled through the Hawaiian jungle. He was only 18 years old, but then he decided he was going to go back to Washington State and hit the books. So off to college he went. He started a band there, and after five years and two albums later, with some more tours under his belt, he decided to move to Mexico and start his own juice bar and live out his remaining years surfing the remote beaches of Mexico. But as fate would have it, here he came into town to do a selfless Mexico tour, donating instruments, music lessons, orphanages, and less fortunate children. So mutual friends introduced them, and the rest has been history. So we've got a lot to cover, so let's get him on the line. Hey, Curtie, how's it going?
1: It's going great. How about yourself?
0: Doing awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. I really appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, definitely an honor pro- privilege for me, too. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, my gosh. When I saw you guys a few weeks ago at the Reggae Rise Up, and it's the first time I was catching a Huey show, and I, I was already a fan of the music, but hadn't seen a live performance. And I was blown away. I mean, all of you guys out there rocked, and it was just so much fun. But I really loved watching you play because I felt like... The way you got into your movements and when you were playing, it was like hypnotic. <laughs> is that something you've always <laughs> done or is it something that you just kind of fell into recently? How did that evolve?
1: Well, as far as, you know, music goes, yeah. Like I've always, I've always, I come from a long line of percussion. and my grandma, she played the spoons and my mom plays the spoons, rhythmic and very much danceable. As far as like um, moves on stage go, like, honestly, I, I you know, it sounds kind of funny, maybe even cliche, but, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm saying prayer on the stage and um i'm just giving giving thanks for that moment and and just being in that space and sometimes it transfers over um you know and people people feel it and i feel it and uh it's just like a spiritual thing you know music for me is it's more than just a job it's very much like where i'm able to have my spiritual outlet on that stage is like there's something there is a moment you know where i look up and sometimes even a couple of tears will drop out of my eyes just that vibration and that that gratitude for for being in that space it's it's pretty awesome
0: I love hearing that because I feel like a lot of people can take things like that for granted, but the fact that you are so in tune with it and, and grateful for it, that's like
1: really huge, I think. Yeah, it's a really important role, like a thing in my life for sure.
0: You know, you say you started drumming it in the sixth grade, was it?
1: Yeah, that's when I actually started like um, getting taught and learning like specific patterns and, and reading music and yeah.
0: There was a story that you mentioned about one of the teachers. Can you tell us about that story?
1: Yeah, sure. It's, um, pretty interesting. That um, I went to, to class and it was like, you know, the first day of middle school. And, um, and what he does is he, he gets everybody and he asks you what instrument that you want to play. And then he decides after talking to you what instrument you're going to play. And of course I wanted to play percussion and, and play drums. He gave me a pattern. I couldn't do the pattern like what he told me to do. So he actually told me that, uh, he thinks that I should play a saxophone. So <laughs> Kind of kind of bummed out about it, but I went back and I told my mom, and she's like, you know, really supportive, no problem. We went to a second-hand store. We bought a saxophone, a really old one, one of those silver ones, really cheap. And and I was just, you know, my heart was set on wanting to play percussion. So on the very next day, I, I brought in my saxophone. I sat in the saxophone section, but I met with the teacher afterwards. I told him, I said, my heart's set on percussion. What do I have to do? He gave me a couple different patterns, and I went home, and it took me about two weeks. I came back with those patterns, and he said, "Yeah, I can definitely move you to percussion. You you have the patterns down, and and it was pretty cool because it really made me my personality. I really made me want it even more and work that much harder for it. So um, after some <laughs> time had passed, I actually moved my way up to first chair and got put into the specialty band as like a jazz band that were only hand selected by the teacher. So you know." Persistence
0: to and I love that because, you know, a lot of people probably would have said, Oh, okay. Well, you know, he said I can't do it, so I can't do it. And then you were like, No, but I can. <laughs> and you it's pretty interesting you that you say that it.
1: because, yeah, I mean, I, I put a post on social media. You had asked for a bio and I don't really have a bio. I Put that in my bio. And I got quite a bit of response. And there was actually two people in the comments who went to the same teacher who wanted to play percussion, who told them they couldn't play percussion. And then they just kind of. They just kind of gave it up and didn't end up wanting to, to do that because the teacher said so. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it just says for anybody out there, anything that you really want, you just, you know, that's such a small scale, but anything that you really want, you just can, you know, you can get it. You can have it. doesn't matter what people say. But it wasn't a
0: small scale because it's your future. It's your now. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really a small thing. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I always tell people, you know what, you know, if you get knocked down, you just get back up or if somebody tells you no you know just dismiss it because otherwise you'll never do the things that you're meant to do and, exactly uh, it's amazing i saw a video of you giving a tour of your juice bar in mexico and I, l- I fell in love with it and i wanted to get purple lounge and go out in the back and have like a kava and just journal <laughs> how did you how did you get into that i mean that's like really awesome
1: Uh, same thing, a little like serendipity thing. Like I really I was living up in the mountains of Washington State. There wasn't really any snow, so I grabbed my surfboard. And I took a trip down to, to Cabo, San Lucas, and I grabbed oh. my surfboard and I went surfing and I ended up meeting the right people and talking to them. And there was some people that had a facility set up and they said, hey, if you want to use this space, you're more than welcome. You can just, you can have this, you know, it was a rundown little spot. I took some time and some money and, and talked to a couple small, like, investors in Washington State. There was a juice bar that I went to college at in Washington who donated, you know, this awesome... know, $2,000 juicer. And then it just, it seemed like everything just kind of fell into place, and was able to give a lot of work to the local people and, and pay them a lot more than the minimum wage down there is really, really low. So it was really nice yeah. to do like a, um, do like a, like a conscious way of like working with the local community. And like I say, in my bio, I, I'd work with the orphanage and it just felt like a really good kind of retreat, a really good space to go. I got a lot of food allergies myself. So it kind of, you know, there's a little bit of selfishness in there, you know, for myself too, but it was really cool. There was no, um, health food store in that town when I moved there 10 years ago. And so we brought, you know, just whole foods and quinoa and just all kinds of natural foods. And to this day, it's still, still going. Um, I'm not there. Wow. Anymore. You know, it became I kind of outgrew it or it outgrew me. And I uh, just uh, decided to come back up to San Diego so I could be closer with with Hyrie because they're, you know, really taken off. And they've taken me under their wing and really just put me on since day one. They've just, you know, it's been pretty exciting.
0: I was just blown away with the energy that I picked from that
1: show. It was just pretty amazing.
0: Do you also play uh, a drum set as well?
1: I do play the drum set, but... Yeah, just more for more for fun and more for just kind of patterns.
0: Cool. Yeah,
1: I really, really like when I started my band in college. I was the drum kit player, and I like it a lot. It's a really good outlet. But the the level of drummers and the talent of drum kit players is definitely above and beyond what I can bring to the table on the kit. Um, but I do feel like I have a, a special uh, gift on uh, percussion, on hand percussion. I'm definitely not the best percussionist that I know, but I'm one of the most complimentary percussionists that I know, and I'm able to really put the acting in specialty little spots that, uh, everybody that I've ever played with just is really like, whoa, how did you do that? You know, and it just kind of comes to me. So the percussion, I feel like, is, is more my gift and, and a talent than, than playing the kit. Although I really love playing the kit, and that's definitely how I got started.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're so different from each other, but, um, but yet the same. It's
1: one of those things. Who
0: were some of your influencers with the conga?
1: Oh, there's just so many. I mean, I honestly, I like to listen to the, the, um, the Latin percussion on, on, uh, on Pandora. And I just kind of like let it run through and any of the patterns that I hear, let us, you know, just kind of, you know, just listen real close into. I've never really been big into picking out like a certain performer and just following one style. I just, I know what I like when I hear it and then I'll put it on replay. <laughs>
0: Right, so it's burned into the brain, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, or hopefully, yeah, that's the idea.
0: (laughs) Uh, What is your setup?
1: Who do you use? Um, I I use mostly Latin percussion, but I also have tycoon percussion. Um, Latin percussion is my congas and my bongos. I use the Remo djembe, um, mostly because it's so travel-friendly. It's 100% uh, made of, you know, recyclable material. It's all synthetic, so there was no animals or anything harmed i do still really like the traditional djembe um that they carve out of a tree and they use you know real skins i you know i definitely have a lot of respect for that but as far as traveling and being on the road if something was to happen a head pops or something with the remos you can stop at any guitar center and they, like i said the com- company's pretty conscious and they they do everything with recyclable material and, and they're really lightweight and they just got like a real good sound i also use the chime mm-hmm. tree work chimes and then latin percussion. yeah i saw those beautiful. Oh, yeah, the, the tree work chimes my mom actually purchased for me about, I don't know how many years ago, you know, being in college, I didn't think it was, like, you know, a cool manly percussion thing to play. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really into it. But my mom was, like, you know, she was so persistent. Like, you've got to have these chimes in there. And now to this day, I will not play my set without those chimes. <laughs> yeah, the chimes.
0: <laughs> it's amazing how things can turn around,
1: right? <laughs> Absolutely. Mom knows that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I play with the shock it's um, it's like a, I, I call it like a shaker, but the shakiete Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. It. That was a good one. Where was that from? Is that from uh, Africa?
1: Yep, the shakiete Yeah, it's traditionally made uh, made in Africa out of gourds and also in Mexico. I've taken a couple courses in Mexico where they actually get the gourds naturally and dry them out and put beads inside and, and wrap them around with strings and beads. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, nothing really gets the sound like the Latin percussion shakiete that I play. I really like that one a lot.
0: Nice. Yeah. I mean, it sounded great. I just, I was, I was still picturing the concert. It was still, like, I still see you. <laughs> it's, just, it's so much fun. I can't believe how she jumps around that stage with those beautiful red heels. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. The band and yeah, especially with, with, with Trish, you know, Hyrie, she, um, she definitely has um a focus and she has a, a work ethic. Um, She's a, she's a wife and a mother and, just really inspirational, you know. She brings the fire and the heat. She's like very, very genuine, real person. That's for sure.
0: Definitely, she made me think about something when she talked about something during the concert that day, and it was just like struck a chord because uh, when she mentioned that she had been. uh homeless and you know and i was like yeah man i know what that's like because i that happened i mean it, I, was, I was staying on the floor of someone's house but i mean i was displaced and it was for a year and it was horrible and it just uh it was amazing to see that she just talked so openly about the things that she talked about and uh i give her a lot of kudos
1: for that yeah that's can't wait cool. to, meet her, uh, or to last, meet her one day our last summer tour um we did a quite a long tour with michael franti and it was really cool oh, he nice. actually inspired a lot of us to you know, just be open about, you know, um, all of our struggles, whether it's, you know, like, you know, anxiety or depression. I just feel like the more that I'm existing on this planet, the more that I realize that most of us, including myself, you know, very much struggle with those things. And it's just nice to know that we're all in it together. You know, some people think, oh, it's because of my circumstances. If I was traveling or if I had money or if I played music all over or if I had a, you know, this hair, this body, or this outfit, then I wouldn't feel these things anymore. But that's just not true. You know, the more stuff that we get, the more, you know, blessings that happened. you know, the more I realize that we're just, we're human. And the last tour we went on is called the Stay Human Tour, or one of the, that was with Michael Fronty, Right, I remember that. And Trish started talking more about all the things that she went through and, uh, and it's just been, it's just been great. It's just been, people have been coming forward and coming out and being like, you know, a fresh a breath of breath air. We're, 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 all in this thing together and we all have each other to, to be able to work with. So. Yeah.
0: And that is wonderful. Cause we are all human. And I mean, although sometimes, you know, we think we're superhuman because we do 15 things at the same time, but right. we're not. <laughs> we're just exactly. you know, another, another vibration of cells warming around the earth. So let me ask you this question If you were to tell someone Who's just looking to get into the business What words of wisdom would you offer them?
1: The first and most important Would just be stay genuine And real to yourself You know if you get into the music thing For money or for fame Or for material things I I honestly think it's going to be a huge letdown. But if you're into it As a spiritual movement As your art As an outlet I think you'll go really, really far, and no matter how far you go, you're going to be doing it for your soul and your heart. Yeah, the people that, that jump into this thing that are just for the finances or just for the fame and the glory, I've seen the people seem to be the people that are, are struggling the most. That's amazing.
0: It's such a hard business to get into, to break into, and I feel like people get stuck or. Or they get misguided or they see things happening a certain way and they think that's the way they have to follow stuff. And I think sometimes we just got to take a step back and think, you know, look at the overall picture. I love what you said though, because that is you to be, you know, true to yourself and genuine and, um, not get too full of yourself and to be uh, easy, easy going, you know, and get along with the friends and get along with the kids at school.
1: Very true. Very true. Yeah. And nowadays with Pandora, In YouTube and Spotify, you know, people just aren't really buying the albums anymore. So the other thing is, as far as finances go, there's a lot of sponsors out there that want to be involved in being on tour or have their product being on tour. And that would go back to being true to yourself, too. Like, there's so many sponsors that would just want to jump in and jump on the board. But if you do decide to go with sponsors or financial help, just make sure those people are also people and their product. Rec, you know, kind of represent what you're about. If it's a lifestyle brand, you know, don't just take anybody's money or anybody's sponsorship just because it's there. You know, I would really encourage people to find sponsorships, whether it's their spirit base or or their lifestyle or whatever it is, to to link up with those kind of lifestyle brands. And I think that really helps out a lot too.
0: Without a doubt, absolutely. So let me ask you this: Are you ready for the 11-stroke
1: roll rapid fire interview? I believe so.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, here we go. Your favorite food?
1: Uh, Sushi. <laughs> mm,
0: one album that you cannot live without?
1: Oh, gosh, you got me here. <laughs> I would have to, you know, go with the, the classic Hyrie album, Wandering Soul. Very cool.
0: Something that none of your close friends know about you.
1: Hmm. My close friends, I think, Pretty much know most things about me, but I would have to say all my food allergies: gluten free, I'm dairy free, soy free. (laughs) Most people know like how allergic to like or like sensitive I am to food.
0: Has that been something that you've had to deal with like your whole life, or did that just happen at a certain point in your life? Yeah,
1: most of it I've had to do. I've had to go to like naturopathic doctors and go on an elimination diet. Even now, I'm still realizing that there's certain things that affect me now that didn't affect me when I was younger. So it's just like a constant you know, changing, changing up the diet to work with my, you know, sensitivities or, you know, what I need to, to keep on still growing.
0: And that's got to be pretty tough when you're on tour, huh?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I go to Whole Foods and I just stock up and I fill up a huge crate with all these Whole Foods and uh, it seems to do me pretty well. Oh, that's cool.
0: Is there one thing that you can never leave on tour without bringing with you? Besides your
1: congress, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be. It would definitely be my whole foods. It'd be all my nutrition. You know, like whole whole food vitamins, nutrition. Honestly, if, if I don't have good food, whole food, I'm completely a different person. It affects you know my emotions. It affects my sleep patterns. It affects everything. So that's like the wow. the main thing. My big old crate full of like nutritious foods.
0: It's gotta be pretty expensive because I know when I try to go buy all good stuff. I'm like, Dang, it just cost me how much for
1: vegetables, you
0: know. And it's not, uh, an inexpensive way to live. I mean, that's tough.
1: I would think, like, that's very, very tough, the the expensive part of it. But, you know, like I say, like, for me, like, not having to go to the hospital, not dealing with, you know, common basic sicknesses very often, and just being, being a guy who's really stoked to be there, like, that, that's the food that's in my body. Like, I can, Mm -hmm. I can go without very much sleep. As long as I wake up and I have, you know, a green juice or something like it's whole, because that's like the the energy that boosts me up and makes me really love the the struggle and and love, you know, not being able to sleep and and love being crammed on a huge bus. You know, for me, it's it's definitely not that nutrition. There's no price that would take that away of of being in, in good spirits. That's awesome. Who
0: was the last person you spoke with?
1: last person I spoke with was the... It was the person at the post office when I was just shipping out a bunch of merchandise. <laughs> she ended up wanting like to know what I was shipping out and she wanted to get a couple of my stickers and yeah, I just made made a new fan just by talking to the post office lady and she was like gonna See? put my sticker on a water bottle. <laughs> it was there you go. Great. Free
0: promotion. I love it.
1: <laughs> Your favorite travel spot? It would have to be Indonesia and like some of the, surf, the the primitive like surfing islands outside of Bali. Nice, yeah,
0: that's on my bucket list. What do you love to do when you're not playing or surfing?
1: Working out is like my biggest addiction. Whether it's yoga or lifting weights, or some days I'll run 10 miles, or like a lot of times I'll just Google on my phone like, you know, nearest mountain,
0: <laughs> and I'll just drive <laughs> to
1: that mountain and I'll put on my running shoes and put in my headphones and just get up there and that's also like wow. another big antidepressant and you know um, anytime i'm feeling like a little bit cooped up because i also live in in a school bus in you know, a small school bus that i that i converted into my livable vehicle that i've been living in for oh, quite a few wow. years now actually and sometimes you oh, get cooped cool. up in a little space you just need to get yeah. out and get fresh air and like you know working out and running are some of like the best things in my life
0: i hear you on that actually um i just Finish writing a book, which I'm turning into an audio book. I talk about these different things, and it's because I can understand, you know, dealing with anxiety. And I used to get seasonal depression, and you know, anxiety, and all these other things that I was afflicted with that I have to keep in check. And I find that when you work out, that's one of the best ways to kind of get rid of it. Um, not that it goes away, but at least lessens things up a little bit and makes life a little bit easier. Because those endorphins and dopamine, gotta love it. <laughs> oh, so uh,
1: like, amazing! The best, it's yeah. the best drug in the world. Like. Especially, like I said, getting emotional or tears start welling up and you get on that treadmill or you get in there and you just you really put all that angst and energy and, you know, stuff that feels like it's real heavy. And sometimes it really is. But you can leave it all out on the floor. I I leave it on the stage. I leave it on the mountain. I leave it in the gym. And the more that it affects me, the the healthier I get. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm dealing with this mental issue right now. So I'm going to go out and get even more healthy. And it's like a win-win.
0: Right. It's like poo-poo on you. <laughs> you're not going to get exactly. me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could come back on Earth as anyone, who would it be
1: and why? You know, it would probably be an animal, like an eagle. And just to be able to have this freedom and, this, the you know, the, no rules when you're hungry. you You go catch your food. When you're ready to reproduce, you go reproduce. When you nap, you nap. You know, if I could come back, I would hope to not be a human. <laughs> I hear you. (laughs) We we have such an amazing, you know, opportunity to do whatever we want. And and sometimes it's just almost too much. And and some of the most inspirational people that I've looked up to when I finally meet them, I'm like, wow, you're just like me and just like the next person. And you're struggling with the same struggles. And it's just called, you know, being human. So if I come back, I want to come back as, you know, a black panther or an eagle or, you know, some really cool, like, predatorial fish. I do like to hunt and I like to be tribal so I'd want to come back as like some kind of badass animal. <laughs> I
0: love it. That sounds great.
1: <laughs>
0: car or motorcycle?
1: Depends on the car. I do like to ride motorcycles. If I had a motorcycle definitely be a big old fat boy Harley. So if I could get any car I want I would definitely get like a Tesla. Cool. They
0: make them electric now, right?
1: Yeah. You know, like it's like one of the fastest cars I guess in the world. Um, It's 100% electric and they're they're like a badass car so it's not like you're driving around in this little you know car that you feel like you're gonna get crunched or something <laughs> yeah,
0: right it's a pretty booming car right now what would you say is your biggest pet peeve
1: biggest pet peeve just right at the top of my head is people driving the speed limit in the left lane
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I really mean, like to I drive <laughs> fast and um, and sometimes there's people behind me that want to drive faster than me. And just because I'm wow. doing 90 doesn't mean that this person behind me needs to go have their baby or an emergency happened. You know, I just feel like if, if everybody just got over to the right, <laughs> we have a lot more Life would be
0: good. <laughs> Traffic. I totally feel you on that one. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's the pet peeve why, why people wouldn't, you know, even when I'm driving, like I said, I like to drive fast. But if someone's riding close, I just will pull over real quick and let them on by. Versus, you know, exactly. a lot of people just feel like they want to just stay in that lane, and claim it. I don't know what's going on there, but for me, I'm mean, like, I don't. Know, maybe that's, somebody that's, that's told they them they want to try the fastest. Get out of their way.
0: Yeah, maybe somebody told them that you know the slow lane is the left lane. I don't know. Make it a little
1: maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, who would you say is one of your favorite artists that you know you cannot live without?
1: Well, artists, I would say. You know, just off the top of my head, it would be Alex Gray, but he's not a he's not a music performer. But Alex Gray again is like the the spiritual, like just amazing artist. Him and his wife do all these really cool paintings. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, off the top of my head, with music, I don't really have like a like a music one that I couldn't live without.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: But I don't think I could live without Alex Gray. <laughs>
0: cool. And is he an American artist or?
1: Yeah, he lives in he lives in the states most of the time. He's just a really cool like he draws a lot of stuff like anatomically correct. He'll draw like lymphatic system and and your vascular system, but it also deals with a lot of energy and all your all your chakras and everything too i
0: have to look him up.
1: Yeah, you're so, going to really like amazing. him a lot. Like, amazing. Oh, it's great, yeah. All right.
0: So I know you're a big fan of Instagram because, I mean, I love your posts, and I'm always enthralled by what you put up there because it's such fun, cool-looking places that you visit or everything that's going on in your life, and I love that. Can we share that with the uh, the drumsters out there listening? Absolutely. So that they can yeah, stay I'd, in I'd be, touch
1: with you? I'd be stuck, yeah. And I, I honestly, I answer... I would say 100% of my DMs. So anybody that is going through anything that wants to ask any questions that just wants to say hi, like, I don't care who you are, I'm going to, I'm going to write you back. And hopefully I'll always have that ability because, you know, it's pretty amazing. People are like, wow, you actually will write back. But for me, it's like, of course, like, why would I not? You know, so. I yeah, know, actually,
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Conga Curdie, uh, C-O-N-G-A, and Curdie spelled K-U-R-T-Y.
0: Awesome. And if our listeners want to pick up some uh, music, are you guys not um, selling it off of your website? Are you guys on iTunes? Because I would like to put those in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, com. You can get all kind of merchandise. You can get our albums. We just released a, a single a few days ago called Shigo, and that is available um, for YouTube. And I think it's now on Spotify. Um, the oh. band we plan on releasing a single every single month, all the way through tour as well, on the whole album. And they're all gonna be with a music video as well. So the the singles will be dropped and there will be a music video. And our main platform's gonna be through YouTube. And then yeah, you can definitely get on iTunes and purchase purchase our albums on there. Spotify, Pandora, you can put it on all the radio stations. And we're pretty much anywhere where you can stream music. And if we're not there, just write us a message and let us know, and we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> all right.
0: Perfect. And speaking of tours, don't you have a tour coming up?
1: Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. It's, um, it's called How Did You Spend Your Summer Vacation? Um, Slightly Stupid okay. is going to be um, the headliner, Modest Yahoo, Tribal Seeds, and Hyrie. And uh, our, our first show is actually in June, and we're going to be going June all the way through the end of August. But keep a close eye on the dates, because wow. with the tour, we're going to play like three shows a week, three or four shows a week. But with the Hyrie band, we're going to be playing the other two to three shows as our headliner shows in the surrounding areas. So those dates have not been added yet. But if you want to check out dates, um, definitely go to hyrimusic.com. All the dates with Slightly Stupid and Modest Yahoo and Tribal Seeds are on there right now. But we will be adding more dates as time comes. So if you see like a city close to where you live, um, just keep playing, paying attention because we usually book a couple little headliner shows every week as well in the surrounding area.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to make sure I put all that in the show notes and also in the vlog uh, at www.littledrummergirl.com. That's L-I-L-Drummergirl.com. Well, our time is almost up. I want to thank you so, so much for being here and I just enjoyed you so very, very much. Thank you.
1: Oh, your sweetheart. I really appreciate it too. Like, um you know, for you reaching out like you did, it, it definitely made me really excited to be a part of your show and hopefully uh, made a couple more people out there want to support and uh, and get into the Zoom.
0: Absolutely. And hopefully when you're back in town here in the Tampa, St. Pete area, please let me know because I'd like to get some more footage, put more, you know, more of your videos up there on the, uh, on the vlog.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Look forward to uh, seeing you next time we're in uh, Florida. You got it. All right.
0: And to you drumsters out there listening, thank you so much for joining us. It wouldn't be a show without you guys. But also, I want you to know that I have this audiobook coming up, and it's called 151 Musically Inspired Secrets to Master This Thing Called Life. And if you go to littledrummergirl.com that's l-i-l-drummergirl.com forward slash book you can sign up and pre-order it now because it'll be coming out in a couple of months so hopefully you grab a copy now because I know you're going to enjoy it don't forget it's never too late to begin to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you so rock on and rock out and I'll catch you on the flip side